Hello, and thanks for checking out another one of our podcasts. I'm Bill Seller. And Sean Graves. Also with us is Carolyn Hutton. Hi, Bill. And we are continuing our series of podcasts of uh, working with the pros who help us get through our deals. And right now we're talking with Christian Ross from Campbell and Brandon. Christian is a closing attorney. Christian, uh, good to have you here. Thank you, Bill. So, Christian, let's talk about the seller's disclosure. Oh, yeah, that big sheet that we always give to our clients and they always forget to fill out, right? <laughs> so let's talk about it a little bit. Uh, the things that it, it covers, the reason we need to have it, why we should always fill it out, and the best practices as far as using the form. Well, and the important descri- description that you used was that always has to be filled out. Um, it is, this is not something that needs to be can be ignored if you never lived there, if it was a flip. Um, investors or, or states, I, I tend to get those questions a lot. You know, my investor never lived there and he won't fill this out. So the, the form says a yes or no answer to a question means yes or no to the actual knowledge and belief of all sellers of the property. And now the older forms in previous years, it used to have a not applicable or, or you know, don't know, right, I think. Right. And, and they've taken away that portion of it. So a lot of sellers get a little scared. You know, I, what if, I don't know the answer. So, well, if you have no actual knowledge, that's your answer. No. You put no, you sign the last page. The law in Georgia says caveat emptor. Buyer beware. So buyer beware state, but the seller must disclose any hidden or latent defects. Anything that a buyer couldn't find under a reasonable inspection. So what if they don't? Is there any way to prove that they didn't know or? Well, and that's the toughest part. What's, what is your proof? Um, before I became a closing attorney at Campbell and Brannon, I did represent a um, buyer who walked into his new apartment day one and uh, the property manager said, as you're aware, all the windows and doors need to be fixed because they've been flooding. And he said, well, I had no clue and the seller didn't tell me. That, that was enough proof. The HOA had shared that information or the condo association with all previous owners. Everyone knew. They mm. had been informed, notified. And so that was enough proof that, that everything had been, um, that was leaking. They knew this was coming up and they never disclosed it. In that case, <laughs> seller had to pay. That's what we're avoiding by disclosing now. And I know a lot of times when I receive property disclosures that they're just a choosing to not do explanations. So if they mark yes, is that something they really need to do or should we go back to the seller's agent? Because You know, it just depends on the circumstances. The form is designed to help sellers disclose anything they know about the property. But to the extent they don't explain it, they might be okay. They might be still covered by disclosing, yes, there was a leak in the roof. Well, they don't need to explain that it was because of hail damage in 2011. They just need to explain that there was a leak in the roof and the buyer can do their own inspection from there forward. That being said, when in doubt, disclose. Explain, put it on paper, notify your buyer. And the earlier you do it, the better. Of course, that goes back to saying this is actually not a required form. Our sellers don't have to do that. We strongly recommend that they do do that, but it's not a legal document that is required to close. It's not. That being said, a lot of brokers will make it required. Right. So you're dealing with another brokerage. Their uh, managing broker says, I must include this, but your seller won't fill it out. So in that case, maybe just leave it blank and sign the last page because mm-hmm. leaving it blank is no different than not disclosing anything. 
Good point. And that's why we at Atlanta Communities include this in our seller's binder. So your printouts are already there for the seller to complete, showing that you want this done because it shows transparency. It shows as much information as the seller knows. So it provides that comfort level for the buyer. Yeah. And the other thing I, I this is one of my little pet peeves is when I'm you know, looking at listings and getting houses ready for my buyers. You'd like to see the documents there in FMLS. So you can pull them down. You can talk to your client about them. I make sure I always upload those for my listings because I find it very frustrating to have to chase that down. It gives you an unnecessary level of concern, even if the information is provided in the same way. If you got it before you made your offer, you're going to rationalize and you're going to try and be practical about, oh, well, it's just a leak and we'll fix the leak or I'm sure the roof is fine. We'll look at it. Whereas if you find that out three days before closing, it provides a such a high level of urgency and your buyer thinks that, you know, maybe there's something else wrong that I don't know. So, Bill, I agree. Put it on FMLS. Have it available for all selling agents to include when they make an offer. And if it needs to be redisclosed, if something happens, uh, you know, because a storm comes through and, and the house is already listed, redisclose. And that being said, actually uh, creates a, another possible um, issue is that if you don't provide this prior to a contract, that oftentimes we're seeing a lot in this market that we're having right now with supply and demands, our buyers are coming in and wrapping up our properties with a contract and then yet pulling out a few days or all the way at the very end of due diligence because as they learn things, they're like, I don't feel as good about this. And yet the seller loses that valuable time on the market. So maybe provide as much information as you can up front, therefore reducing the due diligence period a little bit so you're not off the market too long. Absolutely. I think transparency is key. Um, it is your responsibility as a seller to share this information, anything that's hidden or latent, um, and it'll make your deal go much smoother. Now, I do have a question on uh, page six when you start marking what is left with the property. What if there's three different refrigerators? You got one in the basement, you got one in the kitchen, one in the garage, and they're leaving one, but they are not necessarily leaving all three. Yeah, that's a problem. Um, it should be disclosed in the seller disclosure and then maybe clarified as a special step. You want it in writing. Uh, real estate law says you must have it in writing and to the extent it's not, it will leave something to fight over. So put it down in writing. Um, I believe the, the fixtures checklist, sec uh, page six, section D, does allow multiple refrigerators, but I don't think it allows for three. I think it has two. So if, if you only have two, it does have a check mark where you can either leave it checked. But if it's three, um, you know, I think two attorneys could fight over whether that's supposed to be included. And that's not what we want. Day of closing, you're doing your walkthrough and that third refrigerator is missing. Uh, that's going to cause such alarm in your buyer and it could p potentially blow up a deal over a refrigerator. Well, not only that, right. we actually have some warranty companies that, uh, you know, compensate the agents for uh, documenting the model number and serial number just for a period of warranty time. So if it's documented at that point in time, then it's at, you know, additional uh, level of protection for the buyer saying this is what was documented and so there's not a switcheroo all of a sudden one right. breaks <laughs> one breaks well let's just give them one uh, in the basement <laughs> yeah so. that's that's great and to the extent you see it in in listing pictures and photographs um, that's more evidence that maybe it should be included keep it simple put it in writing uh, include it on fmls ahead of time and if they want that third refrigerator they're going to have to put it as a special step so and it probably would be a good idea, especially if there's different brands, maybe to specify even 
which brand of refrigerator if there's multiple refrigerators. You can't be more uh, yeah. too specific. I think that would be fantastic. And speaking yeah, of special steps, lucky you who are listening, we're going to do a podcast on special steps with Christian as well. So that's all part of this series. Thank you, Christian. Thanks, Thank guys. You. I'm Bill Seller, and these podcasts are for you, the Atlanta community's agents. Certainly do hope that they are helping. And you can always find them right here on AtlantaAdvantage.net.